Sound good? I'm going to get this recorded. So I've got video here and we've got noise here. So we'll, right. talk, we'll talk at that and at each other. I was going to say, do I need to talk at that? <laughs> you don't, don't really need to talk at that. Just talk Sweet. at me and it's fine. So cheers. Long time no see. Cheers, man. Please. It has been a minute. Huh? <laughs> I think it's been, it's funny. I think it's been like 15 years. And um, it's funny. I was talking to my wife just the other day and realized we are talking about stuff and your name came up and Hayley goes, oh yeah, that's right, because Gorak was the first one of your mates that I met, because she used to work at the IGA that was just down the road from your house, like when you're in Baronia. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. she was there, because, and it was like, we I'd met her at her work, um, like it's when we first started dating, and you had like a party or something at your joint there, so we just went over there, and she's like, it was, I think that night, I think Claw passed out and someone sticky taped him to a pole or something like that, or sticky taped someone, he sticky taped someone, I don't know, it was just chaotic night but yeah it was good fun <laughs> oh, we had some parties man oh, it was definitely a crazy world wasn't it it was uh who was it Ian yeah rolled the car that's right um, <laughs> like on the way there or well, like right. got there and yeah. then went out for a drive and then ended yeah. up upside down Ian calls me he goes I've run off the road and we drive yeah. up the road and there's his vehicle coming on it's roof on it's roof and Claus complaining about getting hit in the head with a bike because he was in the back yeah. of the car yeah. and <laughs> but um, no it was definitely a wild world but um yeah. I'm actually really stoked because um, this is oh for people listening this is um, new podcast going to be called Never Was because I'm a, a Never Was that'll be talking to has beens and still ours so um, yeah it's yeah. just a chance to actually catch up with people that used to ride with and hang out with many many years ago and um, been reminiscing been talking with my brother Pete a lot because I don't know if you on social media but Pete's had his like eleventh knee surgery and sitting there talking about it and I'm like oh, I remember how much fun. They didn't give a crap about the riding back then. It was just the hanging out and seeing people all the time. Definitely the, the <laughs> hanging out, shit talking. <laughs> yeah, the chaos. It's man. so good, and like even with the um, down to everything happening, like I look at stuff and I'm like, everyone's got families and kids and that sort of stuff, and I still occasionally hear from people and people go, yeah, these people still riding, or this person hasn't been riding, or people like yourself getting into different things and that sort of yeah. stuff, and. It's funny, like, I want to talk to everyone I possibly can, but I don't really care that much about BMX anymore. It's more about the people that were in BMX, so it's really cool. Like, um, I, I'm going to get straight to it, like, because um, you're doing Ninja Warrior stuff a bit these days, aren't you? Doing a bit of everything, but yeah, yeah Ninja is right up there. Yeah, so. it's awesome. I was so stoked because I was watching, my kids are well into Ninja Warrior, and we're watching on TV, and came up because oh, uh, Monkey Steve, and I saw the face, I'm like, I know that guy. It was like yeah. that. It was like that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio recognizing something yeah. on TV. Point. Like, what, 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 what? And I got all stoked. I messaged you like, "Ah, oh, this, this is awesome, excited." And um, it's always so much cooler when you're watching something like that. You know people like when. Hundred Remember back in the day, you'd watch like um, like we'd go to the all the BMX comps around Australia, and you'd you'd be there. And when you knew eight out of the people in the top ten, it was always just more exciting. And yeah. Especially if you were shooting heaps of photos and stuff yeah. like that. It was just so good. So. That was that was my in. Yeah. I was never that good at writing. So <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm going to shoot photos. <laughs> well, at least you had that. My in was, I used to drive Pete to places because yeah. he was either too broken or drunk to drive himself. <laughs> yeah. So that was sort of my Either way, it worked, right? <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So, but yeah, so um, just to give everyone a bit of background, like I, I think I met you, I think I was probably 18 like just started riding BMX and I think I might have met you at the shed maybe. I was gonna say the shed was pretty yeah like central yeah. for a lot of stuff I think that um, was the place where everyone met back then like I I knew a couple of the cranny guys who um sort of low-key riders and that sort of stuff but then yeah the shed was when we started doing that and then 
they met you and then went to Knox Skate Park and that yeah. sort of stuff. You like I rode there. obviously Knox, grew up at Knox, mm. like proper original Knox Bowl. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, every Sunday we'd just go to the shed and yeah. meet <laughs> everyone. And like even people from far out of town would come to the shed on those Sunday nights yeah. just because those sessions were I remember Andrew Gull, he'd come over yeah. from Melton every time and yep. that sort of stuff. And it was just, it was sort of the nexus point that everyone in Melbourne BMX would go to. It was pretty yep. awesome. It actually. was a good time. So um, around the time when we sort of met, who were you mostly riding with back then? It's, it's funny, blast from the past, like that's, that's 22 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't expect you to remember everything. Um, <laughs> my memory's pretty shot. Um, mm. And now that I'm sober, I'm realizing how much stuff like <laughs> is just not there. Oh, I can um, imagine. Basically, a lot of the a lot of the Knox crew, I think. Yeah. Um, a lot of like Knox Dave, obviously. Yeah. Um, a lot of the Lilydale crew that's at one right, point. That's because Knox and Lilydale Lilydale's not yeah. far from each other. I remember. Um, and I, when I like, I worked. At the bike shop in Lilydale. That's right. For a long now time. I remember, yeah. What was yeah. that shop called again? Uh, Total BMX. Total BMX. So. That's it. Yeah. So I remember um, before I knew how to build wheels, I'd come out and see you to build my yep. wheels and that sort of stuff. Like, but um, yeah, that was just that was a long time ago. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I left school in '98. Yeah. To start working in a bike shop, mm. which is when I got heavily into, yeah, BMX because that that bike shop was near Knox Bowl, so I rode rode my bike to work. Road Knox Bowl on lunch break before work yeah. after work uh, dislocated one of my fingers I can't remember which one <laughs> on lunch break yeah. and sort of rode back to work and had a look at my finger and the I think it was the account lady said oh yeah you dislocated your finger so we'll just put it back and yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's um, good yeah I remember it was just yeah 98 oh, it was so good back then I remember like because um, I I don't think you were into photography much when we first met but I remember you getting into it pretty heavily pretty quickly I don't know if you'd already started shooting some shots back then or so you... the story with that was there was one time at the shed um, I was like would have been very early 2000s um, maybe like I think I was with Ruth who's yeah. now my wife yeah 14 years today married oh, by Jesus. the way oh today congrats you did your wedding well we, we spent a day together and did dinner <laughs> and stuff so um, she's probably stoked kick back and relax and just chill out <laughs> yeah 100% um, um, oh crap oh no it's a few days for my wedding uh, anniversary I completely didn't even think of it so. Um, uh, so I'd been with Ruth for a little while but was at the shed yeah and was trying a fakey wall slap um, on one of the that wall, little quarter with the wall. Oh, yeah, I remember the yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Jeans uh, got caught, sent me to my back. Uh, kept trying to land the trick. Couldn't land it. Um, was in a heap of pain, drove home. And then two weeks later, I went to the hospital yeah. and worked out that we broke my, I broke my back. That's right. Um, I forgot about that. So, yeah. I mean, like, it was just a minor crack, but yeah, it was but enough. But it's your back. Like a minor crack in your finger. Yeah, whatever. A minor crack yeah. in your back, but still your back. So. It's, yeah. So, it was pretty bad, but... Because I wasn't allowed to ride, I basically figured I'll just pick up a camera. Yeah, that's um, right. No, so it was about 2003, 2004 maybe? Yeah, no, that's good. Maybe? Yeah, because I remember, because um, I think you might have, did you come on, oh, you might have come to some of the Canberra Act jams? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. I remember um, I remember you shooting photos of those, and I sort of wound, wound down my interest in BMX sort of 06, 07, so it was a good few years of like us all just travelling. Yeah. Around, but yeah. 
I remember just crazy road trips back then and that sort of stuff. And it was just, I don't know if you ever stayed at the backpackers in Canberra yeah. and we were there <laughs> getting kicked out. And yeah. I don't think there was ever a time where we actually stayed there. Like we'd go to stay there for three nights and actually got to stay there for three nights. And we'd yeah. always end up having to go crash on something Wallace's like, couch or yeah. something like something like that because someone would get booted out. It was just yeah. madness back then. It was always a good time at that joint. It was. So. Definitely was a lot of fun. And yeah. um, you had your own shop for a bit, didn't you? I did. Yeah, that's right. Riding Way. Riding Way. That's right. In, uh, it was mostly in Bentley East, but then moved it to Hughesdale. So like, I think it was literally a K and a half away. Yeah. So, or uh, 1.6 K. It was an exact yeah. mile. Mile, yeah. 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 Uh, awesome. Uh, so, uh, Bit of, bit of fun for I think that was actually around the time I had my motorbike shop I remember yeah 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 because yeah. I remember we both did stuff at the same time and like decided to just jump in deep end and do well that's where you learn to swim right like <laughs> well that's where the magic happens exactly uh, yeah. jump in and learn to swim so yeah. um yeah dove in and basically that like yeah that shop kind of just fell in my lap a friend <laughs> started it something happened and said, do you want this shop? It's yours if you want it. I said, <laughs> yes, I'll take it. Um, so I went from working a shitty casual job, um, well not, yeah, shitty casual job um, to owning my own shop within two weeks. Jesus Christ, yeah. yeah. So, it's, yeah. The, um, it's a steep learning curve, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been in, at that point, I've been in the bicycle industry for, I think, 14 years. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, I know everything. I've got this sword and walked into the door and I'm like, oh man, there's so much I don't know. So, exactly. so it's like it's like taking the leap from watching heaps of movies and loving watching movies and then trying to make your own movie. It's the same sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so how long do you have that for? Uh, just shy of seven years. Oh jeez, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, um, and it was only shut up because uh, a really good opportunity came up and was able to break the lease oh, really well. Perfect. So, yeah, that's good. That's um, like. I was like me towards the end. I just had to, just had too much going on in life, and I'm like, I need to get out, and found a way out, and had someone who wanted to buy the business at the time, and I'm like, yeah, I need out. <laughs> just yeah. mostly for clarity in your mental state, because your mental health is more important than just about anything. Mental health, I reckon, is more important than physical health these days. Like, hundred uh, percent. It's just. Well, that's why I don't work anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah quit full time work at the end of 2019. Oh, okay, good. Just to be a stay at home dad. You know, get my. Yeah stuff sorted get, get your brain in check um, it's the most important thing especially like um, how many kids you got these days just, just one. one just one still just one how, happy how, with one how old is she going to be 13 this year 13 so high school yeah. this year yeah. so that's that's the thing with that sort of stuff like yeah work and money and that sort of stuff but as long as there's some way of providing but as long as your mental state is intact like you gotta you gotta do the right thing for kids and family that's the yep. most important thing and that was that was like me I had a lot of struggles when I had my shop just same sort of thing. I'd been in the motorbike trade for, oh, by that stage, a dozen years or whatever. And I'm like, I know everything. I'm going to run my own business. And I had five years of that. And I honestly reckon that five years aged me about 20 years. And then I had to, had to get, like, it was good. And it was some of the most fun times of my life. Like, I think, I don't know if you ever came out there when we had the spine ramp in the shop. Uh, I never got the, I think I may have seen it once. Yeah. Yeah. Like, actually, I had yeah. so much fun. I had the, the craziest, most ridiculous times there. But, then the actual reality of it would you come to the end of the month and you go yep cool paid all the bills had heaps of fun and that sort of stuff I'm like I have less money now than I started at the start of the month and yeah. then you have another good month and you go this is awesome I'll do this forever and then you have a couple of months that are hard and I had um, yeah like a lot of competition came on board like I sort of got into it was mostly the online stuff yeah. and a lot of the big shops around Australia 
got into that market as well. And yeah. where I'm coming in with a budget of hundreds of dollars towards advertising, they're coming in with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of budget towards advertising. I just couldn't compete. And yeah, yeah and you, you just got to do what's best for your mental state. Like, yeah. Jeez, I remember I, I got out of it and I started driving cranes for a little bit. I had to just do something that I could completely switch my brain off yeah. and just not think for a little while and yeah. just got to do that. But uh, it's fine. Yeah, mental, uh, mental health is huge. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, very, very much, uh, yeah, not a, nowhere near enough time sort of spent on that mm. with, with a lot of things. So, I think um, it's it's the... The Aussie mentality of, oh, just suck it up, just deal with it and that sort of stuff. And, like, we've all known a few people that have, had, like, gone to the, the worst end of that spectrum, like yeah. a couple of BMXs that have committed suicide and things like that. And it's 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 horrible and horrific. And even some of them that have had, like, seen the world at their feet, like when, when Dave Mirror committed suicide. Yeah. Like, we, I didn't know Dave Mirror personally, but, um, like, Pete knew Dave Mirror because he ridden for hire on saving himself and thinking this is a person who has everything he could possibly think of he's got his own bloody video games and that sort of stuff but the mental health like didn't keep the mental health in check and he would have had CTE for sure like the, I think the head hits like I remember like I was never a great rider and as I said like yourself like we just rode for fun and things like that but the amount of times you'd hit your head and like yeah. I can remember KO myself a couple of times at least yeah. and, and to think geez um, KO'd myself riding mediocre and then I look at people like Pete my yeah. brother who's had 11 knee recos and Pete's hit his head hundreds of times like yeah. I remember him braining himself on um, the spine ramp at Monster Skate Park and one of the big um, comps up there and knocking himself out cold and then but um, like I think um, Gootler's struggling a bit with a bit of mental health and that yeah. sort of stuff like I remember like seeing him crush and knock himself out and he knocked like nine teeth out and that sort of stuff and you go it can't be good for us. We all used to ride no helmet or just a skate helmet and yeah. stuff. And at least these days, you watch a lot of riders, and especially doing the big crap, like they're wearing full faces and stuff. Got the proper stuff on these yeah. days, which is good. Um, there's a lot more knowledge about it. Yeah. Um, it is a lot more open to speak about that stuff as well. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like you said, we were sort of just told to suck it up, princess, <laughs> and exactly. keep on. But that's exactly right. Yeah, that's something I've worked on, and it was a big part of why I quit work at the end of 2019, yeah. why I quit booze at yeah. the end of 2019 as well. Yeah. So, no, um, yeah, without doing that, I I would have been in that category of yeah. not being here anymore. So that's, that sucks. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you got your got your crap together because it, it's. I was a, just lucky, man. Yeah. Like. I, yeah, just I was able to recognize it and then work on it. Um, and I, I actually just put out a T-shirt recently that's um, don't bottle it up. Oh, also, it's a broken. Yeah, if you think of those little yeah. um, ships in the bottle. Oh yeah. It's a broken bottle with oh, the ship awesome. sailing out. That's cool. And don't bottle it up. Well, what I'll do in all the show notes from the podcast and stuff, I'll put links to all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, things sick. like for sale because I love that sort of stuff. And that's the thing. It's it's see, just a good good solid message. Yeah. Because. You know, what helped me get through it all was just either writing it down um, or speaking about it, telling friends about what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. having, a, having a chat with people, like having a good support network is such a huge part, but like, we all know like someone like a Dave Mirror or Luke Weatherall and things like that, like people that we know that are BMX that have, that have done the worst and that sort of stuff, like they have 
friends and that sort of stuff, especially people like Dave Murray, he's a big person. He could have afforded the best psychologist in the world, the best psychiatrist, the best doctors and that sort of stuff. Still didn't help. So being able to like confront your demons yourself, and you, I think, sort of digressing a little bit, I talked with my wife about this because she studied psychology and that sort of stuff. And we talk about it. I think people can't be helped unless they're willing to help themselves. You might have the best help in the world, the most expensive doctors and that sort of stuff, and all these medications and SSRIs and other medications. That's another story as well. But um, you can have all that. But if someone doesn't want to help themselves, and that's why I'm really stoked and really glad that you made the decision yourself to try to look after yourself because you've got to do these things like that. Well, that was, that was it. Like I went and seen a whole bunch of uh, psychologists and got halfway through a, a few different diagnoses and, and it just wasn't working for me. Yeah. But I, I didn't understand why, so I just needed to figure out yeah. why. Yeah. Um, and quitting booze, like, that was, like, I'd seen a few things and got told a few times that I should possibly look at yeah. you know, quitting, quitting that, but I couldn't do that unless it was for myself. Yeah. I had to make the decision for me to go, all right, yeah. I'm out. Um, and that was only meant to be a year and then yeah. life without booze is just so much better for me. So, <laughs> well, that's um, fair enough. So you're preaching to the choir there because like, I've never been a drinker so it's yeah. easy for me to sit back and go, oh, people should just not drink, blah, blah, But like, you know me, I've never been anti-drinking. Like, look at my brother and my mates. Like, yeah. so they, they drink more alcohol than pretty much anyone I've ever seen. Yeah. But for a lot of people, their mental state is fine but I also see people my age, like I'm 40 now and I see people my age that look 10 years older. Yeah. I'm like, you drink and smoke your entire life. Like, yeah. what do you think's going to happen? It's like, that's on the outside. Imagine what the inside's like. Yeah. And a, bit, a little bit contradictory because like, I could lose weight and that sort of stuff. And that's probably not great for you as well. But yeah, the whole, for me, I think a big part, a big reason, there's sort of two main reasons I never really got into drinking in the first place. First one was, I was a, a few months older than most of my yeah. mates. So I managed to, oh. <laughs> sorry, go, go do it. <laughs> Good work. Yeah, I was um, sort of a few months older than a few of my mates, so I ended up being designated driver, so that was yeah. one of the reasons. But also, I'm a bit of a control freak. I've always been a real control freak. And yeah. like a couple of times when I was like 17, 18, had a couple of drinks with mates, but starting to feel that not being 100% in control thing, it wasn't feeling sick from too much alcohol. It was like a motion sickness kind of thing. I think losing... Yeah losing control even slightly and not being 100% in charge of my faculties, I really didn't like it. Like, I felt genuinely sick really quickly after, like, a couple of drinks. I've never been completely drunk or anything, even when I was a kid, but... So I think I sort of worked out at a young age, it wasn't really my thing. And I've seen some people who their lives have gone so far off the rails because of drinks. And, like, obviously we've seen people's lives go off the rail because of drugs and that sort of stuff, but I think the hard part with alcohol is... It's not just accepted, but like, I was the weird one. Like when uh, we would go places, they're like, yeah. oh, do you want a beer? I'm like, nah, I don't drink. Then people look at you, what the hell's wrong with you? And yeah, yeah. But same as discussing mental health and that sort of stuff, it's a bit more accepted. Like there's a lot of people out there now who don't drink and it's not even a thing these days. It's like, not a thing at all. Yeah, um, yeah it's so much easier. Uh, it is, you know, sometimes I've been out to pubs with friends and there's literally no option other than coke for me. <laughs> exactly. um, and it's a bit like going to KFC and expecting to find yeah, you know, a, a, salad. <laughs> a non-meat option or whatever. Exactly, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, but there are a lot more alcohol-free beers and stuff coming yeah. out. But it's, 
it is a lot more acceptable yeah. uh, accepted rather so. exactly see um, I think for me like I've always just drank water and milk it's not too bad but yeah when you go out places and like you if you're like I don't really drink coke or anything these days but yeah. when I'm out places even now still I'll sometimes get a coke when I'm out yeah purely so you don't look like the weirdo like you I honestly, I remember a mate of mine said a while ago, yeah. around a pub, and I was standing there with a glass of water. He goes, "You look like a sex offender. You look like you're standing there waiting for everyone else to get drunk or yeah. something like that." I'm like, "Oh yeah. Jesus Christ!" So, yeah. But yeah, it's it's much more accepted. Also, especially these days for me, I don't go to pubs. I haven't been to a pub for, jeez, I reckon a dozen years, except for if it's someone's fortieth or a box yeah. party or something like yeah. that. Like I don't really go to pubs, so. I'm not really in the situation where I need that, but yeah. then the other night I caught up with um, Pete because he's just had his latest surgery and went around there. And a couple of mates were around there and they're drinking and that's stuff. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I still, even these days, like I'm a thousand years old and I've been non-drinking forever, but I still feel awkward when everyone else is drinking and I haven't got something in my hands. So, yeah. you know, having water anyway. Yeah. Like none of my mates. These are all mates that I've known since I was since I was a kid. So they don't expect it or anything yeah. anyway. But Still to this day, I still get the occasional person when we're out somewhere. Oh, you don't drink? Well, that's weird. <laughs> it's just. It's really not. Know, it's not. It's not at all. So, yeah. yeah. But um, bit of a change of pace conversation. So, yeah. as I said, um, one of the reasons I wanted to get back in touch with you is I saw you on Ninja Warrior, which was really yeah. cool. Um, how'd you decide to start getting into that? Like you've always been fit and active anyway. Oh, like, yeah, I've always. Um, I've, I think I've always watched the TV show. So. It's been on as um, yeah the Japanese version for yeah, years. Sasuke or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, um, so I've always watched that and thought, yeah, that's that's cool. I like that. Mm. Just doing dumb, yeah, basically dumb shit. Yeah, like BMX. But exactly, it's like BMX without on, BMX. On a pull up bar, essentially. <laughs> um, and then when I was at my shop, uh, ended up going to a gym, um, getting into fitness and yeah, a lot more into fitness and weights and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, then the saw the TV show come out. I'm like, oh, sweet. I put my hand up and <laughs> yeah, yeah awesome. uh, after a couple of goes, got on and no, did pretty well. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it, was, it did really good. You get through the semis? Got through to the semis. Yeah, that's um, right. I was actually the first up the wall in that season. Yeah, so, no, nah, twenty twenty awesome. like, so. I will stoke. And as I said, my two oldest, they train at um, Reach Gym- Gymnasium in oh, Pakenham. Yeah. They're, yep. they're doing it there and they love it. Yeah. And, like they're nine and seven, they're not doing anything crazy, but um, they absolutely love it. And I remember us sitting there watching it, and we're all rooting for you and that yeah. sort of stuff. And but it's funny, like I haven't followed, I haven't followed a sport or anything like that pretty much since we were all riding BMX. And you'd watch the X Games when it's on TV from yeah, the yeah. states, and that's back in like the Dave Mira, Dave Asado sort of days and that sort of stuff. And yep. Or you'd watch, like sometimes they'd televise some of the Aussie comps, like those comps at Mazda Skate Park in Sydney to get yeah. televised and that. And you'd be like, oh, these are our mates. And you do that. But yeah. even though, like, besides yourself, I didn't know anyone else who was doing Ninja Warrior. But yeah. everyone in my family, like, we love watching the and you're rooting for Charlie Robbins and Ashley yeah. Herbert and all that sort of stuff. And it's so cool. I think because unlike team sports, you it's it's an actual individual person that's doing it. You, it like, you feel... Even though I've never met any of these people, you feel like you know them because you've seen them over the past couple of seasons and few yeah. seasons and stuff. And then when you're on as well, like my boys, they they love um, Ashlyn Herbert and a couple of the other guys. But then because like they've never met you yet, but yeah. through me, they like, yeah. like one um, 
step back, they, they know you through me, so I kind of, even though yeah. they haven't met you, they're like excited about that. And it's it's good to have that, like I haven't had that kind of feeling since since the BMX days. Like, yeah, well there's a lot of parallels between it, yeah. uh, between the two sports. It's sort of the, almost the outsider sport. Yeah. Uh, or outsider sports. So yeah. uh, a little bit different, not the normal. Uh, it's a break from the monotony. It's yeah. not just basketball or yeah. footy or something like that. And you like can, like, it, like you said, it's an individual sport, yeah. but you can sort of add your own flair to it. Exactly. Like, yeah, Ashlyn Herbert is super calm and yeah, doesn't yeah. give a fuck. Still <laughs> just crushes the course. He's, he's an animal, yeah. 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 Like, um, it's, it's funny, yeah. we were commenting, like, you look at the size of his hands and you go, yeah. the hand strength and grip strength that he must have, and like you yourself doing it these yeah. days, and that's just like, the grip strength you've got to have for that must just be insane. Yeah. And but it's it's funny it's, like it I was true in wheels. That, that, that's my. Uh, <laughs> I've said this because I build a lot of moto wheels. Yeah. And same sort of thing. Like it yeah. definitely builds up your hand strength. You end up getting like these little muscles Massive in between thumb, your thumbs. Thumb muscle. <laughs> it's good for massage. Uh, yeah, massage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's funny because I talk, still talk to Fink quite often. Even oh, he's yeah. up in Queensland these days, and he's he's killing it with drifting. And yeah. he said the. Like I've listened to a couple of podcasts, him talking with some other people and also just talking to him about it in general. He said, BMX is transitioning across to drifting. It's a, it must be like a bit of a spatial awareness kind of thing. And I feel like, like you know, like a lot of BMXs, we know like Dean Manson and that sort of yeah. stuff. If, some, if people like that decide to get into Ninja Warrior, they'd have so much of a bigger head start getting into it than some guy that's worked in an office or some yeah. guy that's uh, like... A lot of sports athletes would probably have a head start over an ordinary person, but extreme sports athletes, it's a different kind of thing. Like There's a different mentality, um, and it's, yeah, it's definitely the extreme sports, yeah. uh, that action sports sort of stuff mm. does blend very well to Ninja Warrior because you've got, like you said, the spatial awareness, but then you've also got the, oh, I'll just fucking do it. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> exactly. attitude of, yeah. oh, yeah, I could do that and yeah. just go for it. And you yeah. sort of know where you're going. Yeah. Um, I think BMXs part... would have a lot of forearm strength yeah. from lifting up the bars or bunny hop or manual. Well, all the guys in our days, like, remember our heavy bikes were? I think you were one of the first people to start actually having a bit of a nice bike that was actually reasonably light. Yeah, like, you yeah. were working in the trade and you had access to stuff. But yeah. I remember me and Pete and Mark Bats and stuff. All their bikes were like twenty something kilos. Well, one of my one of the bikes I did some of the biggest stuff on was a DK SOB <laughs> with I remember the, SOBs, yeah, yeah, man. So heavy frame, yeah, massive hubs with fourteen mil axles, four pegs. The Alex triple wall rims. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Twelve gauge spokes. Yeah, 40, 48 spokes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and what was the other thing? Yeah, like the big block stems and things block like that. Block stems. Yeah. Four fifteen chains. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, chains. that's right. Because yeah. I, I had the, I was working at the motorbike shop and I yeah. sold a lot of our BMX makes the four fifteen motorbike yeah. chains and forty four sixteen gear. Yeah, we were running we were running the moto chains and we had Haro grind discs yes. that we ground out the inside so the four fifteen chain would clear. Yeah. And, I remember Mark Batson even had to the extent where he had um, 1.75 tyres with the beads cut off, stuck yeah. inside 2.1 yeah, yeah, tyres, yeah, just, just for the pinch flats. And because um, we'd you'd ride places and you'd be riding the street and you'd hop up a few stairs and if you clip a step, you'd just blow a tyre out yeah. and just to prevent that. But it's funny, like I caught up with, um, I actually was at my 40th, had a little bit of a low key 40th and just invited a few mates to, um, to it. And, there's a photo of me and a few of my mates there and a few of them are XBMXs and like yeah. Pete and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I showed some of the guys at my old work, I asked a photo of that sort of 40th figure, 
They've all got big arms. And it's like, yeah, it's because of BMX. Yeah. Everyone had to be strong back then. And yeah. don't get me wrong, like, I know that... Wait, that's what I mean. But no, if you're lean, you have to be. Like, you couldn't yeah. be a wombat like me doing Ninja Warriors. No. It's not going to work. There's like... Yeah. There must be like 50% extra strain on your body with 50% extra weight. And, um... 100%. But that's the thing. Like, you still have that grip strength. And, like, I look at modern BMX kids and... They all look like they're made out of pipe cleaners. Don't yeah. get me wrong, they must, a lot of the top riders, they must still have some pretty phenomenal strength, but having a 10 kilo bike's got to be a lot different to a 20 kilo bike. Definitely. I think the style of riding, like I just picked up a bike the other day, because um, my, my oldest is racing BMX. Yeah, right. I, I still have like an old Colony MVP with like a free coaster and stuff. So yeah. I went and um, got a division complete bike yeah. and I'm riding it. and. It's got these big fat tires, and but it's really light, and it's got a straight cable, and nothing rattles or anything like that, and it's just so easy to ride. Like, yeah. I was never a great bunny hopper, but I'm just I'm hop waiting things like higher than I ever have, and yeah. I'm like, did I just not know how to ride back then? I'm like, no, I think I honestly think it's the bike. It's like it's almost cheating when you ride yeah. it, and yeah. um, like you ride a modern race bike, like um, my boys DK race bike tool aluminium frame and stuff I think it, like he's an expert frame so yeah. he's nine but it weighs like nine kilos I was say eight, nine it's kilos so light yeah. and it's not even like it's a fancy one like I didn't want to get him one of these monocoque shaped frames I wanted yeah. something that looks I'll show you after yes yeah, it's a, um, like just a traditional black frame it looks like like if it was green it passes General Lee yeah. uh, if it was orange sorry yeah. it passes a General Lee it's yeah. just a real traditional frame because I'm like nah if you're going to have a BMX you're having a BMX it looks like it's a, BMX. Be a BMX right <laughs> yeah um, it's not a spaceship yeah exactly and and even then it's still insanely lightweight and you just look at it like you I changed his um his back tire was a bit worn out I'm holding the back wheel and I'm like this weighs nothing There's like nothing this weighs the weight of an old school tire it's yeah. just crazy and like yeah it's a race bike but yeah, the freestyle bikes these days, like I look at people hopping stuff, you see clips of um, Garrett Reynolds and stuff like bunny hopping over crap and there'll be a drop, like eight, 10 foot drop to flat. And I look at it, I'm like, I remember one of the only people that was doing drops to flat like that in our crew would you think he'd do a big gap like a Gundal and gap yeah. like 30 feet distance <laughs> over to flat and he'd snap head tubes off frame yeah. and that stuff. Well, you see people doing it now, they'll do it over and over and you know, how are they landing like that? And then I was talking to Pete about it, he goes, tires these days are so big and fat because it's almost like you've got an inch or two of suspension and yeah um yeah it's just everything just used to be so harsh on your body and the bike and you'd run 100 yeah. psi in your tires and these well, days like, ruth will like hear me coming before you know she sees me in the shopping center or whatever because <laughs> she hears my ankles click <laughs> like oh yeah there's, there's steve just coming up because uh, so, my ankles just click uh, it's funny like i'm quite lucky because I haven't had too many big injuries. I think, like, Pete has had enough injuries for our family. To, and a few others. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so, I'm sorry, my wife was just calling me. I think she's trying to work out um, what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> I think she's on her way home now. Nice. But, um, yeah, just in, in the garage playing talking radio with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, like, we just sort of get so used to, like, being injured, like, him being injured and me not being injured. And then I'm actually quite lucky because I'm 40 a couple of months ago, but I get up and I can move fine. Everything still works. And it's like, this is really good. Like occasionally my neck will crack from, that was from a snowboard crash, but like my elbows crack because we, we'd all had like swellbow. You'd have yeah. like, you'd belt your elbows all the time, especially yeah. when I started riding street and stuff. But yeah, like even, um, I, I was talking to Zach Masasa, um, 
like a little while ago and he got back on the BMX a little bit and he broke his knee like he broke it didn't blow his knee out I think he actually broke the patella or oh, something there and he was he was messed up for a while and I'm like and he was an animal of a rider and he yeah. touch wood never broke himself off too much when he was younger but like something like that happens and the thing is these days everyone has jobs and mortgages and that sort of stuff yeah. like you've got things to provide for you yeah. can't necessarily do that but then yeah. you know, people like Pete like Pete blew his knee out this time on a dirt bike and he wears knee braces and stuff it was just yeah. a cr- and I was talking to him about it it was a really basic crash it wasn't like he was doing anything stupid and yeah. and oh, this reminds me of one thing I was going to say before we're talking about Ninja Warrior with the um, with BMX and how, with drifting and that sort of stuff I think a big part of why um, extreme sports athletes would be able to transition to Ninja Warrior stuff quite well I think is the precision I was talking yeah, about this yeah. I was talking about this with my father-in-law he's a champion and he but he's always been into basketball and football and yeah. stuff and AFL Grand Final was on TV a while ago like September one year and um, yeah. someone was standing in front of the goal they're like probably 30 or 40 metres out from the goal like a little bit off to the side but not too far off they're standing there and they've got a free kick and they're walking up towards and they kick it and someone jumps up in front of them, but they're far back enough, they're not going to smother it or anything. And it went through for a point. And I said to him, I go, that guy should never be allowed to play football again. I'm like, his job, he's probably paid a couple hundred grand a year, more than we'll ever earn in a year, yeah. to play football. He's standing there directly in front of the goal, like maybe 15 degrees off to one side. And the, the sticks, it's not like they're two feet apart. They're probably, I don't know, 15 feet apart or yeah. whatever. And completely missed. And father-in-law, he goes, oh yeah, well he's under pressure because the grand final stuff. I'm like, I don't care that he's under pressure. It just, it seems quite embarrassing that they can be, like his kicking angle must have been 20 or 30 degrees off where he wanted to go. I'm yeah. like, his job is to do that. It's whereas, his job, yeah. Whereas yeah. Ninja Warrior, I see when they'll, like guys are doing like a big lache across a gap. Yeah. I'm like, if you're off by half an inch, you're in the water. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or worse, you're smacking your face into something or whatever. And same with BMX, like, you watch someone even just 360 in a spine. Like, if you're two inches further out, you're going to land just about flat. Yeah. Or if you're two inches back, you're going you're gonna to case really hard and go over the bars. Yeah. I think a big part of why extreme sports athletes are so much better is because of the precision you have to have. Like, because your, your balls are on the line with that you've sort got of to stuff. Do, you've got to have that precision and you've got to read it before it happens mm. as well. So you've got to... Yeah, see that, yeah, you're coming in short or whatever, or you're coming in too far, yeah. so you've got to adjust mid-air, yeah. like, mid, yeah, within two oh, seconds yeah. or less, and you've got to adjust, and, um, yeah, so there's a huge amount of precision yeah, in there. exactly, um, and, like... And oh, doing, like, doing a lachet, one of the, you know, talking about my Ninja Warrior on the TV show, the last, second last obstacle was a lachet between two swinging grips, yeah, so I had to hold you know, hold two things uh, that were I'm gonna say probably two feet apart. Yeah. And then lash to another set that yeah. were also you know, that far apart yeah. and three meters in between. Jesus so Christ. you've got to have that precision yeah. and be able to have the peripheral. Yeah. Um, and and, and factor in something going slightly wonky as well. Correct. And I think um, and you uh, sorry to interrupt that's like right, I yeah. always um because of that sort of stuff when I had my shop would recommend every single parent gets their kid a BMX yeah. because it gives them a lot more spatial awareness, yeah. which not only equates to you know being good at BMX and being good at riding bikes, means they're going to be better drivers. They're going to be better, you know, when they're going to school, 
yeah. you know, in the shopping centre, if they're walking to the shops, they're going to yeah. know someone's behind them exactly. and they're in the way. Like, they're going to just be so much more aware. So. Aware of their surroundings. That, I think it's, it's huge. Oh, definitely. It's a, it's a big part. And um, I don't know. I just... I feel like, like I think I showed you just before we came over, like we just put floorboards through the house. Yep. We used to have tiles and I didn't like the tiles anyway. We've been here like 10 years and we wanted to change the tiles when we first moved here anyway. But yep. the tiles were chipped in certain places and walls were chipped in certain places because my boys from a really young age, like I probably shouldn't do this, but I've always let them ride their balance bikes around inside the house yep. and they always had ride on toys. And I've got videos of my oldest when he was like 18 months old coming into the kitchen they you know, used to sort of, sort of open plan loops around the kitchen yep. coming to the kitchen on his plastic trike and doing big like drift 180s and parking against the wall and that sort yeah. of stuff but then I watch him racing now like he's nine he's um, racing in 10 boys and he's doing quite well he came second yesterday at a race over at Park Orchards nice. he'd, never, he'd never ridden Park Orchards before and he came second there yep. and stuff but you watch his spatial awareness you see some kids go into a corner and they're not aware of what's happening, but he knew exactly where everyone else was. He could like hold his line, have his elbow out, people can't get yeah. past. And that's just in BMX, but same sort of thing, like he went go-karting with some of his school yeah. friends. And his spatial awareness is so much higher. And I watch him booting around in the house on little ride-on toys, like not so much now, they're getting a bit big, but, and they boot past the corner of a, um, the table and the head, his, their heads would miss the table by like half an inch, every single time, and that sort of stuff. But then what would happen, their cousins would come over or some friends would come over and be having a play and they were the ones who would hit their heads on things because they're not, like, most parents aren't idiots and wouldn't let their kids ride the stuff around inside the house. They're just not used to it. Idiot or just more, like, more open? I think because growing up, I had, um, I was sort of allowed to basically, me and Pete were allowed to basically do whatever we want in the backyard. We had a big backyard growing up and we'd build BMX jumps in the backyard and we'd ride our dirt bikes and... I remember um, my old man built me a go-kart, a little motorbike motor in it when I was like three or four years old. No. I was like blasting laps around the house over and over until it ran out of fuel. Then I'd sit there soaking until dad put more fuel in it. And you, you learn all this stuff. And it's the same sort of thing in every world. Like doing the Ninja Warrior stuff, you can't have someone who goes, oh, I saw it on TV, that's awesome. Do it three times and go, I'm going to go into it. It yeah. takes hundreds and hundreds of hours of practice to be able to do it. And you've got to, I guess that that practice builds up the um, the ability to make those quick changes on the fly when something goes wrong. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah, you've got a backlog of experience to, yeah, exactly. to work off. So, um, so are you still doing much of the ninja stuff? So about about four months ago now, uh, I kind of had an accident and <laughs> wrecked my hand. Ah, oh, crap. Um, so yeah, talking about doing heaps of dumb stuff, I was washing the dishes. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I uh, ended up slicing through two tendons on my oh, pinky yuck. and a tendon and a half on my uh, right ring finger. Of oh, course. So, yeah, I can't straighten it properly oh, anymore. Oh, yeah, I see, yeah. Um, I had my first training session on Friday, yeah. and it's, oh, man, I've lost so much strength. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so still still keen for it, um, but yeah, it's just going to be a different... Yeah, it'll be a bit, a bit of a transitional phase of trying yeah. to, like... Are you going to be able to try and get some straight straightening bike from physio or anything? Um, so I did 12 weeks uh, rehab, yeah. uh, and that's the best we could get. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's just cooked. Yeah. Um, I did it, did it well. Yeah. Um, good thing was I never felt any pain yeah. through all the rehab, oh, good. through the actual accident. Uh-huh. Uh, Set just just, it deep enough, it's past all the nerve endings. Yeah, so uh-huh. never any pain. Um, but yeah, it's just, I've just got to work up the strength. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I will get all the strength in the tendons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just I won't have the range of movement. Yeah. 
Well, you might have to like try and sort of do things in a different manner, and yeah, yeah it's it's just going to be an adjustment. But yeah. yeah, like the first thing I did as soon as I got the go ahead to train again. Yeah. First thing I did was a muscle up, made sure I still got them. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we'll just get back in over the house. What's that military saying? I think it's like improvise, adapt, and overcome, or something like that. Yeah. Like you might have to do something like that. Like yeah. Or even good example like claw like missing a couple of fingers he has to hold, it, hold his bars in a different yep. way and it's like he's I was talking to him the other day he's riding mountain bikes these days and he has to run two brakes on one side and yeah. that sort of stuff because he's got a custom brake you've got, you got to set yeah. up like I um, I've known uh, there was a guy who when I was in the motorbike trade guy raced motocross he was a, an amputee and he had his yep. throttle on the left hand side and he'd roll it forward and he had brakes and he ran no clutch and yeah, it's either sit at home soaking about not being able to do things or just try something else so yeah, yeah. no it's yeah. awesome cool well I don't know like I think we've covered a couple of different things but um, yeah. it's actually been really fun so yeah, far it has been yeah, yeah. yeah well, I liked it what, what I'll do like I'm actually really glad I've had like a, a guy I've been mates with for a really long time and yeah Grant haven't seen you for the last 15 years but um, yeah. been mates with for a long time on this because um, like I'm happy to have you on again one day soon as well but yeah. I think it's going to be really fun and um there's yeah. definitely lots of stories we could go on. Yeah, we <laughs> could get deep into the, you know, the uh, mental health stuff. Yeah. Um, write a lot of stuff about that. So that's awesome. There's plenty of, yeah. Plenty of things well, out that's there. That's the good thing about something like this. Like, podcasts these days, it's so, the, the barrier of entry is so cheap and easy. Like, as I said, I've got some microphones and then the basics of some recording crap, some software, and go, all right, let's just do it. And the yeah. best thing is, you live 10 minutes down the road from me. If I yeah. have another time, I'll message you, hey, Gora, come let's, over, let's, let's do this go. again. Yeah. And um, no, it's really good. We can, the best thing about this is just being able to open up the dialogue and I like, might get some other people on there, might have a little group chat, do whatever. It's awesome. Right, so, yeah. Something for a bit of fun. So, yeah. It's awesome. good. Like we said, BMX was always about the chat. Yeah, so, it definitely was. Like, I, yeah, it's, it's funny. I think I'll, back to a lot of road trips, even little road trips, like when we just stay within Melbourne and just go to different places or go to different gyms yeah. and that sort of stuff. Like, a lot of it was just seeing the people there. Like, you're not too stressed about the actual riding. You're just no. seeing people's the best. Well, like, on that, we um, sort of bring it back into the yeah. podcast, but uh, yeah. a bunch of CDs fell out of my cupboard the other day. I was like, oh, what the hell is this? So <laughs> went through and, and found a, a stack of old photographs from 2006, oh, awesome. 2005 and 2006. That's awesome. Um, Fink, talking about Fink, he had a jam at... Warrigal, maybe? No, what's the one? The big bowl out at Epping. Oh, uh, yeah, Epping, yeah, yeah. Had an Epping uh, jam. Yeah. And there was, far out, there was some ones of Bendigo jam. Oh, wow, Jesus um, Christ. I lost a lot of photographs from that era when a hard drive of mine crashed. Oh, that's the, yeah, so that's lost, the scary part yeah. of digital stuff. So, yeah. um, so I lost of that, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've still got a lot of photographs and go through them every now and then. I'm like, yeah. far out, BMX is rad. It's so, so cool. It was just... Like, don't get me wrong, I know BMX is still awesome. It's probably more awesome these days than it ever was. But I think back then, because we were kind of almost the outcasts, like a lot, you go riding the street and people are like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, yeah. I didn't get it. Where now, I think it's a bit more accepted. And with like freestyle being in the Olympics and that sort of stuff, like people say, do you know Logan Martin? And that sort of stuff, yeah. which it's awesome that things like that are getting so big now. But yeah, it's, I think it loses a little bit of its underground. It's like, it seems like it's lost a little bit of its underground aspect. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a still, little bit of its soul, yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I know all, all of the street riders are still very underground, probably very hated in the community for destroying ledges and stuff still, yeah. but that sort of stuff will never change. But no. it's, yeah, I remember 
even being unexpected, hey, again, about, this is what's good about podcasts, not having any structured format bouncing around, but just thinking about like BMX back then, to be able to see new stuff, like you'd have to wait for a new props video to come out, or yeah. like even before props, remember the 20 inch videos and yeah. that sort of stuff. And like, I, it's funny just thinking now, like all my musical tastes now are still heavily influenced from back then. I remember watching the 20 inch videos and going, what's this band? Get the credits at the end of it. Deftones, this is yeah. awesome. Like going with Sanity or Brash's music and yeah. like buying us, buying back then like a tape or um, yeah. a CD of music and that sort of stuff. And I think it had, BMX was its own unique little world. And don't get me wrong, I know a lot of sports, especially like in the 90s and 2000s, sports people were into, they built, they were, their whole world rolled around that. But it really was a thing, like you'd go on a road trip and every CD that people would take or tapes, mixtapes even before yep. CD players, it was all just songs from Road Fools and things like and, that. And Dave Mirror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, it's funny, like a Sublime song came on the radio the other day. I'm like, this was in Dave Mirror. Like, yeah. I like Sublime anyway, but I think I actually got into Sublime because when it was in Dave Mirror, yeah. Pro BMX. And yeah, it's a it's a crazy thing. And I, I don't know, like I hope, like talking about um, Ninja Warrior and that sort of stuff, I hope a lot of these smaller sports and that sort of stuff can become bigger as well. But like, I feel like there'd have to be a bit of a, like a, a tight knit community amongst the ninja stuff. Like there's not that many Ninja Warrior gyms around. No. And, but the good thing with that stuff is you can do stuff anywhere, almost like street riding with BMX. And um, yeah, like I wonder if, I wonder what will be the next thing that we set. Cause obviously BMX, um, Lifestyle was heavily influenced by the skater lifestyle back yeah. then. Like, I remember skaters were the first ones with the VX2000 cameras. Yeah, and yeah. Skating along next to it to film. I think yeah. BMX sort of emulated a bit of the skate yeah. style back then. But I wonder what will be the next thing to follow that. Like, I know on Red Bull TV, it has a lot of breakdancing and that sort of stuff. But I'm like, it's not my thing, but I know a lot of people are into it. Like, there's probably almost more people into that than there is BMX. Well, yeah, I definitely get into that. I get into all of that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, like, I've got very narrow interests I've, I've done BMX um, obviously photography yeah. and Ninja Warrior and stuff yeah. they're my main yeah. things like if I go into it I get <laughs> I, I use the term balls deep I go balls deep into it uh, but then I've got little interests in you know actually, um, Ruth she's a dancer yeah, so give me two seconds yeah you're good let's go so yeah. I just heard the wife and kids get home so I don't nice. want them to come in and interrupt when we're just finishing up but um, yeah um, yeah a little little interest but yeah. um, the breakdancing drag the parkour stuff yeah yeah it was similar sort yeah. of vibe and I think also for you as well because you're a real visual person too like yeah um, photography and that sort of stuff so things like you can you can appreciate different aspects of it even if you're not, not necessarily completely into that particular thing you can you can appreciate it so, definitely yeah, yeah. Yeah, being able to look, watch a watch a dancer and see the shapes, and they're very like we're talking about precision with BMX. They've yeah. got to be very precise with their movement. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they've got to hit a certain spot. Um, yeah, exactly. So, nah, it's yeah. awesome. It's really cool. Well, um, no, I I know. Like we could we could probably talk for hours about. We could. The kids in knock knock door. I'll, I'll they can they can wait. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Well, um, cool. um, yeah. good man. <laughs> Crazy. Go. All right. Well. What a wonderful way to finish the podcast. Beautiful. Uh, that was great. Been a pleasure hanging out with you, buddy. Cheers. Sweet.